From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. The two-day IPL mega auction of players was as dramatic as promised. High-profile team owners bidding furiously for players, international stars ignored in favor of young homegrown talent, and even the lead auctioneer collapsing midway. If the excitement at the auction is a precursor to the tournament, then cricket fans have a lot to look out for. My colleague Keshi Nivasrao, Times of India's cricket editor, speaks to Arun George and tells him why he thinks this auction may be the last of its kind, what is it that makes Ishant Kishan so special, and he even sticks his neck out to predict which team looks the best post the auction. Shini, could you explain why this auction has been held, this big auction with so many players in the fray? Okay, this is the last mega auction that you are uh, watching for a while to come. You are not going to be watching a mega auction of this scale for a long time. Because right now we have 10 teams in the IPL. Two, two, two new teams were added in October, right? We are not seeing new teams coming into the league for a while. I don't see a new team coming in for at least two new right cycles, which is the one beginning next year until 2027 and the one beginning after that. So when you don't have two new teams coming, any new teams coming in, you are not going to see the existing teams being asked to dismantle their uh, you know setup again. Look at Mumbai Indians, for example. I mean, they they bled uh, tears when when uh, they had to let Ishan Kishan go, and uh, I can tell you, like you know, the day they let him go, uh, I for one was very surprised that actually they let Ishan go and did not retain him. But uh, what I came to know later, and which is very evident now, is what they told Ishan when they let him go. They told him that come what may, we will buy you back at the auction. Why did they get him back? Not just because Ishan is such a sought-after player. Because he has, over the last few years that he represented MI, he fitted into their ecosystem. There was a, you know, it's, it's like a cultural development that happens behind the scenes. And, you know, a player can either fit in somebody's scheme of things or not fit in somebody's scheme of things. So, on that front, uh, Ishan and Mumbai Indians had clicked very well. And that is the reason they wanted him back. You look at, uh, you know, Chennai Super Kings. I mean, you know, who goes and buys a player at 38 years of age? Um, you know, Dwayne Bravo. Right? But Dwayne Bravo fits into the CSK culture. This is all a result of them not wanting to do away with players that they had invested in for a long time. Because you're not looking at, a expansion, at an expansion again, you're not looking at the possibility of another mega auction of this scale, this exercise uh, happening again. What kind of auction would we see then? Would the auction cease to exist in any form? Would it be like the other playing leagues where they trade players, there is an open market, there is a free market, that kind of thing? Or does it become this smaller auction where say maybe only five players of a team are let go of? How does that work then? The auction was planned to ensure that there remains a balance between all the teams. You could only have that much money to spend on, only that much purse. You had a certain set of players of equal talent in a certain pool, you know, whether it's a batsman or a bowler or a wicketkeeper. You could eye your favorite and go on to build a team based on that. Two years later, the league exp- you know, began to expand it. So they did another auction where, you know, they kind of two new teams had come in. 
so they did another auction then and then auctions became a sort of a sort of an exercise where every time there was new talent coming in you were allowing the teams to absorb it at a price where there would be no imbalance for example just because mumbai indians has so much money or some other franchise doesn't doesn't mean that mumbai indians can just walk away with any player they want they still have a salary purse that they have to adhere to now what we are looking at is that these teams have built their own ecosystems they have built their own businesses they have built their own brands so a certain player is identifiable with a certain franchise having spent 14 odd years doing this the franchises are now earning money from this whole setup they must use that money now to set up and build their own ecosystems go into the circuit find their own talent at a very young age you see what you know clubs like arsenal have done in the past or clubs like manchester united in the past have done that is something the ipl must embrace now and that is to be the that is going to be the future this auction is interesting because it's uh, happening at such a big scale otherwise auctions have been really boring i mean they should they need to move on they need to invest in new ideas now Ishant Kishan now effectively is the highest paid athlete at this auction um and it's usually a batsman a bowler a, you know an all-rounder apart from the fact that you said that mumbai was always going to invest this much no matter the amount is there a rationale for this well the paucity of good wicket keeper batsmen I, you know honestly i was very surprised to see uh, quint a player like quinton dickock going for just 6 and 1/2 crore and i expected him to go for more and i expected david warner to go for more and i expected shreyas iyer to go for more specifically talking about ishan look at the package that's coming you're looking at a future captain you're looking at a wicket keeper spot being taken up you're looking at a very very good middle order batsman who also can open so it's like a complete package I think the credit goes to MI for nurturing and investing in someone like Ishan. Like anybody who's young and at that age in life, where you know fun comes naturally to you, and you want to like kind of you know make the best of the moments out there. I think MI did a very fine job in balancing that out and allowing him to understand what kind of a future lay ahead of him, and you know to to invest in him and to work on him from all those angles. so all of this is showing and and that that's what began to show in his cricket from the 2020 season where he scored those 550 odd runs like you mentioned a lot of the teams have kind of gone out there and just bought the players again right in a sense they've just gone and like broadly they just retained the same players what explains that why wouldn't they go for say new talent that's out there you did see uh, franchises not going for established names i was of the mindset that you know uh, some players like uh, shreyas and warner and ishan of course and uh, of the same uh, level i thought they would fetch big money but uh, we have not seen something like that instead what have we seen we have seen uh, this time we've seen indian corporation go for young uncapped talent look at the bidding that took place for somebody like rahul tripathi uh or you know when it came to bowlers you you see i mean prasiddh krishna and avesh khan both walked away for 10 crore each and uh, they had dreams identified that sharukh khan uh, is a good t20 hand so i think there was a very very good investment that went into the younger lot the uncapped lot and that is the strategy the same franchises are now looking to start a fresh buy a player when he is raw buy a talent 
and when he's raw invest in him spend time energy effort and make him into the product that you want your player to be what were the biggest surprises for you in this year's auction then you know the fact that uh, teams even in the cost of uh, having to miss out on big established names have decided to invest with completely raw players and completely new talent this is all about molding this is all about you know wanting to invest in your own space and ecosystem that i wouldn't say is a surprise but yes it's finally happening and that's been the pleasant uh, part yeah the two guys who sort of necessitated this auction and are the closely watched ones are the lucknow super giants and gujarat titans how do you what they've done so far lucknow has gone about uh, doing a wonderful job so far i mean they have a good option in place for almost all the spots in the 11 you'll also see the accelerated action coming up uh, auction coming up right so that will allow you to build the peripheries of the team your core is now in place the core your top 5 6 players are in place now it allows you to build a periphery around it the existing champions currently right now are chennai and you know they went into the last tournament and the previous one being mocked as this sort of dad's army they won the tournament anyway last year what big changes have they done this year the three players that they held back in that i see one of the future captains that they held back i see ruturaj jaikwad as a future captain at csk they are building him uh, working on him from that perspective and again you have uh, you know two very very good uh, all rounders in moin ali and jay aravind jadeja who they held back they are the kind who have been emotional about their setup and you know who look at things as um, you know once you associate yourself then you always look long term and keeping that philosophy in mind look at the kind of players that they bought back you know at one time uh, you know that was what, that's a trend that we were looking at that both mi and csk were their, their major intention bigger intention was to get their retain their entire core which again you know csk also tried to do they would have loved to have sharuk khan i can tell you Uh, but uh, eventually it didn't go their way i think they eventually it's about you know ticking all the boxes where i want to go back to my core i want to retain the flavor of the team that i had and yet again i want to invest in new talent so i think they managed to tick some those boxes to a large extent the only other team that really matches chennai is mumbai in terms of the number of tournaments won and in terms of that sort of following um when you see mumbai now on the other hand they've retained five of their core players with ishan kishan staying in the team but on the other hand almost everyone else they've signed seems to be almost a new face doesn't that make this year potentially more difficult for them not at all i think they've gone ahead with some brilliant choices i mean they went ahead and got that boy brevis from south africa the baby de villiers that everybody stuck for from a bowlers point of view i think you know look at them they they they, they had targeted murugan ashwin classic uh, choice you know for uh, ipl in indian conditions and they went ahead and got him and now look at the beauty they they have they, left, they were left with 25 crores okay when most of the other teams had nothing more than 5 or 10 crores left with them right most of the other teams exhausted so in the last leg mumbai indians was bound to benefit more than any other franchise so i think they played it very smartly here there were no bidding wars for players like jimmy nisham chris jordan lungi nigidi ishan sharma sheldon cottrell and these guys are all quality players right and someone like a nisham is even a quality all rounder what explains them going unsold i can buy eight overseas players right i can play only four 
and at most occasions you will see that the four who are you know shortlisted to play play for the bulk of the season right so you're going to be very very specific in terms of what those four players who those four players should be right and then the remaining four you will want to invest in relatively younger talent like what mi did with brevis right and then you can see that you you will probably work towards a future where a kyron pollard moves out and some day he will it's it's only a matter of time then you suddenly have somebody to step up into the shoes but why would i invest in a cotrell i would rather go in for a janston who again has proved his credentials in the i mean like you know and and in with white ball he's been quite a revelation he did so well in the series against india and he's also seen the mi setup closely you need a package where a player is going to play good cricket for you associate with the culture and ecosystem that you are coming up with or have built and again can identify with the future that you are seeing so all of these things go into you know the buying of a player it's always easy to judge a team based you know before they step out onto the field but on paper which team is looking good for you as it stands uh, right now i would still say that any team that has its core intact any team that has its core intact uh, is is good enough for team and the way i see purely going by the auction picks mumbai indians um punjab and rajasthan did a wonderful job in the picking of players delhi were going but then i was slightly later on i was uh, you know kind of slightly uh, confused as to what exactly their strategy was you know uh, was for rabada the kind of, letting were they letting go of rabada a little too easily you felt yeah exactly but then even otherwise uh, letting go of rabada i was obviously that was a surprising bit the team that they went on to build the previous time look at the kind of india centric team that they managed to build right the core of the team was very india centric and all the national players were part of the squad that is not a trend that we saw this time this ipl auction is one of the big events of this cricket year in that sense but there is also now the digital rights auction that's going to come up very soon after this what are we looking at you look at a sport like cricket 80% 75 80% of global eyeballs that the sport generates comes from india and in that i'll give you another example almost close to 23% of the eyeballs that india generates within india almost 23% comes from uttar pradesh alone i don't think any country breeds one sport the way india breeds cricket let's assume that i am an ott player who's also into television let's say let's say i am disney right in the media rights auction this year they will be looking at this game purely from a content perspective which is what you pay me 100 rupees take my hotstar subscription and watch the game right now look at some of the other players in the same space look at amazon for example amazon goes and ties up let's say with z and sony from a television partner perspective and amazon comes on to buy the buy the digital rights so amazon could probably say listen my friend i don't want your 100 rupees watch the cricket for free just buy the television from me so there's an e retail game coming into the space right likewise uh, you know the the ipl rights auction is coinciding with the uh, with the rollout of 5g spectrum in this country 
So again, telecom players are going to be big because I have to sell my data, and that is why you're seeing a Geo via Viacom and uh, and uh, TV18, which is you know preparing a so-called war chest to come and bid for media rights. That is why when you look at these rights going on sale, people have said that you know it will touch forty thousand crore. I would like a small correction there. No, it won't touch forty thousand crore. It will touch forty-five thousand crore. I'll probably go more than that. Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas, and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips. Reach us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.